Hello everyone, this is Sakeb at Tennis with an Accent. Today we have the joy and honor of speaking with Boris Sopkin from Moscow, who's been known to coach uh, Misha Yuzny and now he's coaching Evgeny Donskoy. Welcome, Boris. Uh, good afternoon. Yeah, so uh, I know we've tried this before, but uh, let's get the interview rolling. Uh, you've been with Yuzny since uh, 1993 when you met him as a young boy in uh, Sparta Club Moscow. So talk us about that moment when you saw Misha Yuzny for the first time. You know, at that time I was head coach in Sparta Club and coming to the club every day, I saw two guys, Misha and his brother, playing alone without coach. At that time it was not common. And I asked, who are these boys and who is their coach? And after that, I spoke with the coach and coach said, I, I don't want to work with them because Yuzhny is crazy. After that, I spoke with their father and invited them to my group. And since May 1993, I'm working with him like this. Uh, I follow Russian tennis and uh, we were speaking about this before the interview started. Most Russian players, since I remember, Cherkasov, Chesnokov, Volkov, Olhoski, Kafelnikov, everybody has two-hand backhand, but Yuzny has a one-hand backhand. So, is that something special about him? I tell you, I started with him when he was 11 years of age and uh, he came to me already with one-handed backhand and I didn't want to change because I thought at that moment it looks good and why I have to change. I even didn't think about this. Okay, so uh, I know in a long partnership with uh, Yuzny for 25 years, do you guys train differently now? Uh, how's the training change uh, from, say, you know, when you started? Of, co of course, I tell you. Of course, it's different to coach 11-year-old boy and <laughs> to coach the father of two kids. Of course, uh, you know, our relationships are good, but of course, it's changing. Now we are more partners. Before, it was teacher and pupil. Of course, of course, uh, we had to change our relationship and uh, we are still working. It means that we found a way how to manage it. Uh, no, I mean, uh, are you training differently, say, when he was close to top 10 and now? How does the training change now? Well, I tell you, honestly, of course, we are doing maybe different things, but in general, it didn't change too much. We are practicing uh, with hitting partners, we are practicing with basket, but of course we are doing uh, totally different things now because he cannot uh, practice as long as he practiced before. And uh, of course, ma many things have been changed in our process, but still, in general, it's the same. I mean, basket, hitting partners, fitness... Uh, and you you said you also have been coaching Evgeny Donskoy. So how do you split the time between the two? Do you guys train together or you give some time to Misha and then uh, the other time to Donskoy? Honestly, honestly, uh, when we spoke uh, with Donskoy about our relationship, I, I in the beginning told him that uh, I am coach of Yuzhny and uh, I am working with Yuzhny and the main, the main, my job is usually, you know, it was uh, said in the beginning. And uh, of course, uh, you know, when uh, we come to the point that I have to work with Misha and when Donskoy separately, of course, I'm working first with Yuzhny and after that with Donskoy. But we also 
can arrange uh, the process like this. Sometimes they are practicing together. Sometimes we are playing the same tournaments. So I tell you, we don't have problems with Donskoy. We don't have problems uh, with Yuzhny. We organized it somehow. <laughs> so it works at the moment. Okay. And um, uh, talking about, uh, you know, your club in Moscow, that club also, I think, has produced other great players. Like, I think uh, you were telling me Andrei Cherkasov used to practice there. Marat Safin, I think, he had his formal training. No, 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 Cherkasov. Andrei Chesnokov. Chesnokov, okay. Uh, the, the, honestly, almost all of uh, best Russian players came from this cl- club. Not everybody. I tell you the names. Anna Kurnikova, Marat Safin. Andrei Chesnokov, uh, Elena Dementieva, Anastasia Myskina, Mikhail Yuzhny, Igor Andreev. Maybe I forgot somebody. So, uh, do you like uh, the Russian tennis right now with uh, uh, Rublev and Hachanov? Actually, Andrei Rublev, Andrei Rublev now, Karen Kachanov, they are also from our club. Do you like their future? Do you, uh, do you have high hopes from uh, Rublev and Hachanov? I tell you, I tell you, I see great future for both of them. But the problem is, how should will be organized uh, the uh, practice process? You know, this is this is the main thing for them. You know, if it will be organized properly, I think they'll have great results. Okay. Uh, let's uh, go back uh, in time with Yuzhny. When Yuzhny started, uh, and of course, you know, you've been here with him for so long. Did you think he will achieve all the things? Like, uh, how special was he? Uh, you know, he's reached Grand Slam semifinals. He's reached, I think, you know, top 10. I tell you. Yeah, understood. You know, I tell you. Uh, when we started, I didn't uh, look too much forward. You know, I saw that the boy is uh, talented. I saw that the boy likes to work and I just I just uh, did what I had to do you know we practiced and I didn't look too much forward you know I if I say you now that I saw that he will be in top 10 it will be wrong you know but I I saw that it could be a player and I tried my best to help him to become a player that's how it was uh, do you think Yuzhny, uh, compared to you know uh, some of the other players, has a more complete game because of the one-hand backhand? You think he can slice, he can come to the net better say, compared to Terzanov, Davidenko, Andreev, and Safin? Uh, I tell you for sure. For sure, uh, Misha has uh, more opportunities to create his game. You know, I mean, he can change his game during the match because he can do, you're absolutely right, he can do slice, he can do backhand, he can do topspin, he can do flat, you know, Misha can do everything. Of course, of course, he has a lot of opportunities to change the game even uh, during one match. But uh, again, again, you know, it's not because of me, I mean, because uh, he came to me already with one-handed backhand, and I, I like one-handed backhand, but I tell you, Chesnokov, I was hitting partner with Chesnokov for a long time, he had two-handed backhand, but uh, he played also good slice, and he also did a lot of things during his match. As, as a coach, and also you are you know big student of the game yourself, 
how do you compare Usni's backhand uh, compared to say like Gasquet or Cole Schreiber or Tommy Haas or Wawrinka or Federer? Where does Usni's backhand rank among the best one-hand backhands in the game? I tell you, all of these players, all of these players you mentioned, has really good backhands. So it's tough to uh, compare them. I don't think that Misha's backhand is worse than of all of other of them, but maybe it's not the best from them. But I don't think it's the worst of them. You know, I think everybody of these players have their own uh, special something special things on their backhand. But I think they are all uh, pretty the same level. I mean, level of backhand type. Uh, so tell us something about Yuzni that the fans don't know. What is the man like? I know he's a you know very emotional guy, but you've been hit with him so long. Tell us something interesting about Yuzni that we don't know. Honestly, Misha is really a reliable person. He is really honest person. And uh, Misha, I tell you, has great personality. Not it. This uh, persons like Misha is not really common in uh, modern tennis. I mean, in common life, he is really a reliable person. You can trust him. You know, he never lies. It's very important. Yeah. Uh, so. Who are his good friends on the tour? Uh, who do you practice with? Is practice something you choose in any tournament? Or are there some players he rather practice with? How do you train in tournaments? I tell you, I tell you, we practice uh, with different players. We don't have, uh, let's say, some, some, somebody special who we practice more or less. It depends on the tournament. So, Misha had good relations almost with everybody in the tour, you know, and me too. So, that's why we have no problems to organize practice. And uh, so, when did this partnership with Donskoy start? You said he approached you three years ago, Evgeny Donskoy? Three years ago. Yeah, what do you see of Donskai's potential? What are the goals right now for ranking? What are you guys training for? Uh, I tell you, I I tell you, uh, you know, when I started with Misha, I never, I never thought about uh, his potential because everybody said, oh, usually he would never be in top fifty. His his, you know, ceiling is like top hundred. After he was in top fifty, everybody said, no, it's he. He never be in top 30 and so on and so on and so on. So that's why I don't like to think about this, you know. I, uh, As a coach, I think more about what I can improve in this game. The same with Donsko, you know. We, lo- we worked a lot at his surf because his surf was disaster, honestly, when he came to me. He backhand, his backhand was really weak. We improved his surf, we improved his backhand. Now we're improving some other parts of his game. So... I'm not looking uh, about his ranking, about what is his potential ranking. I'm just doing my job, you know. And uh, a couple more questions are here on the Russian tennis. Uh, I think Marat Safin, we can agree, has been one of the best Russian players that has come out of the system. How do you look back his career and how well do you know the man? I tell you, Marat, uh, let's, say, let's say like this. Marat is, you know... He was really close to me because I knew Marat since he was five days of age when his mother came with him because we are from the same club and I love this guy, you know. 
But honestly, the best results in Russian tennis had uh, Evgeny Kafelnikov. Let's be honest. But uh, I think uh, there are the, these two guys, I mean Kafelnikov and Sapin, are top Russian guys and they really had great results, winning Grand Slams. Uh, Kafelnikov won Olympic Games. Do you, do you think uh, if there was no injury, Safin could have achieved more? I think I think the problem of Marat is uh, he didn't like to practice too much. That's why injuries came to him, and that's why you know it's it's not only because of injuries; it's because of his personality. You know, I I don't think he reached his potential level finally. But anyway, he was great player. He is great personality, you know. Again, I love this kid. For me, he's still kid, you know. Almost forty years of age, but he's still kid, you know, for me. And uh, what do you think of the tour right now? Uh, do you did you did you imagine Federer to be playing so well in his late thirty? What is now going to be thirty-seven soon? How how impressed are you with Roger Federer still being, I, you know, the Honestly, honestly, it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. Not absolutely fantastic that he is playing. The question is, what kind of level he is playing? You know, he is playing terribly high level, and uh, this is really great. Again, I know, I know Roger since he was, I think, fifteen years of age. So at that time, I couldn't imagine that we'll have such great player. But he proved all his career that he is uh, one of the greatest, maybe the greatest one, you know. And that's why that's why he is playing so good, maybe, and he could play so good, maybe, another 10 years. Yeah, so uh, another of uh, Federer's rival, Novak Djokovic, uh, as we know yesterday, Andre Agassi and the Djokovic partnership ended. So... If you saw Djokovic in Miami, what do you think is going on with his game? I mean, this is a guy who was clearly the best player not so long ago. Now he's I having tell, injury, maybe motivation. I tell you, I tell you, Novak uh, has some problems. Not only in tennis. I, I, I think I don't know exactly because we are not so close with him. But uh, we tried to speak with him last year during Monte Carlo and Roland Garros. Actually, I spoke with him. And we tried to help him to work with our doctor, with Michel Works since 2006, and uh, he worked with our doctor. And uh, after that, after that, uh, I suppose that everything went going better. But honestly, I don't know all things what happens around him, and that's why that's why it's tough to me to, uh, to say what is really happening, you know. But the problem is uh, he has uh, to understand what is uh, the weakest link, let's say, in his uh, situation right now and try to solve the problem of the weakest link, you know, because, th- of course, there are a lot of problems now, but he has to solve them step by step, starting from the weakest links. But honestly, honestly, I don't know. I don't know exactly what's happening, and I cannot give him any advices now. If he needs my advices, I am really open. But first, I have to get some information what is going yeah. on. 
And uh, last but not the least, uh, what is your opinion on uh, the new Davis Cup changes by ITF? You think that's going to ruin Davis Cup or it's going to change the competition? I tell you, I tell you, it's 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 too much. My opinion, it's too much. You know, I was one of the first who said that Davis Cup needs some changes, but the changes they're supposed to make, I think it's too much. I think I think we have uh, uh, this is the revolution. You know, honestly, I don't like revolutions. I think we had uh, to change a little bit, but not uh, like they decided to do. That's what my opinion. I I can I can give you what I said maybe some years ago about Davis Cup. I said that uh, it should be three set matches. It should be tie break at five all. Maybe, maybe later, later we have to change the net rule because, uh, like it was at next gen uh, top eight tournament, and some other changes, but uh, not like you know they want to do. This I not support. Yeah, a lot of people don't support, and especially for smaller federation, it's not going to be good because uh, if if it happens, let's see what 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 happens out of this. But uh, this is a change. No, no, for small federation, uh, let's say, no, no, it's it's not Davis Cup anymore. I I agree with you, but I'm not ma- I'm not making the decision. All right, so yeah, that was good. Thank you very much. Maybe we'll speak to you when you are in Washington. Uh, maybe we can uh, meet in person and do this again. I hope so. I hope so.